Hey, it's Chris Urban. Welcome to the Triple Clicks Video Game Marketing Podcast. I was honored to be a guest on TD Images Business Access Podcast. Diego D'Souza and I talked a little bit about everything. The growth of the gaming industry in esports, helping brands enter the gaming space authentically, and how gaming promotions are becoming even more valuable than movie promotions. I hope you enjoy the repost. Hey everyone, welcome to Business Access by TD Image. My name is Diego D'Souza and I'm excited today to be talking to Chris Herb from Triple Clicks. Chris, how are you? Good, thanks for having me. So, looking at your website and talking to you a little bit before, like I am like astounded and amazed about what you created, about what Triple Clicks is. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, Triple Clicks is a video game marketing agency. So to take a step back, I've been in the video game agency. I don't want to tell you how long, so it makes me feel old, but a long time. I used to work at uh, Wizards of the Coast running the Pokemon and Dungeons and Dragons brands, and then uh, spent a decade at EA running the EA sports brand. And what, you know, I kind of, you know, I did a lot of the partnership marketing and lifestyle marketing for those. And one of the things I noticed was there was no agencies that was really supporting the video game industry from a promotions perspective. So five years ago, I I started Triple Clicks. And what we do is help brands get into the gaming space authentically. So we work with brands like Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its and Pringles and Doritos and Chips Ahoy and Rockstar Energy Drink. and, And we help kind of do promotional programs with those guys as well as we work with brands like Nike and Adidas, uh, Undefeated, and and do kind of lifestyle programs for the gaming industry. I think like half of the audience right now just blew their minds. Just we're all hungry. Hopefully, yeah. There you go. So talking to you last time, we we talked about a couple of strategy me- methods that you use. Um, tell us a little bit about that because they're they're unique, they're innovative, they're creative, and I it's like. I'm like, if you haven't connected these dots, it's like, I don't know what to say because you did, you connected the dots. This industry is like a super, super industry when it comes to gaming, game, the gaming industry. And you tapped into that where a lot of people didn't even think about it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you look at the video game industry, and I think it's around a $152 billion industry, and you look at kind of the film industry, and I think they're around 40 to $45 billion. So the gaming industry is probably three times the size of that, yet when you, you know, five years ago when you went into grocery stores or look at packaged goods, you would see promotions for movies on cereals and chips and those kind of things. Um, and I always like, there's nothing there for the consumer. Like when you, when you, when you buy a bag of chips and you see Spider-Man on there, you don't really get anything other than you bought a bag with Spider-Man on it. How do we kind of flip that script? I mean, obviously the gaming world is bigger. It's more of a lean forward industry. How do we kind of work with brands to, to add value to the packaging? So when you buy a box of Cheez-Its, you would get some exclusive content from Gears of War, or when you buy a box of Pop-Tarts, there was something for Halo on it. So Kids, you know, and, and adults that play video games are spending a lot of money on digital content and building that stuff out. How do we attach digital content to packages to give value? So instead of buying a three or four dollar digital item in the game, what if you bought a you know a Chips Ahoy pack of cookies and you got that content for free? 
so it's really about kind of giving giving value to consumers um, instead of having to pay for the content. How do they get it for free? And then the the video game brands get marketing on the packages and hopefully the packages sell more because they have the content on it. So it's really kind of a, a positive connection for all three sides. And it's really about kind of organically getting into the space, but uh, giving value instead of just saying, Hey, you know, we, we love the video game industry. They're like, they're, you know, prove it, like give consumers some value, drive some programs. So I think when you look at CPG programs, I think, I think, you know, value on pack is fun. I think when you look at brands like Taco Bell, when, you know, we create new exclusive hardware that you can only get at Taco Bell, um, and Xbox is doing something really special for the consumers. And I, I think, you know, it kind of puts Taco Bell on a unique s- spot to market to, to their gamers as well. So I think, Find, having brands kind of find ways to give to give value to gamers, I think, is really important. I think this is so cool because I, it takes me back to I'm gonna date myself. Also, when you used to open cereal boxes and you used to find a toy in there, you know, remember those days? Like you really yeah. tried to get to the bottom of the cereal box. It's like literally, and you're right. Like when you see a package with just Spider Man on it, you're like, oh, cool, Spider Man's on there. Okay, moving on. But yeah. if it's a content, if something, if there's something that drives more out of it, it, it it's not just it, for a, a lot of the kids. It's not going to be just a one-time buy because they, if they love, let's say, uh, Fortnite, they're gonna want like content galore happening. So they're gonna buy whatever cookies ahoy uh, because they're promoting Fortnite, and you get a special content if you buy cookies ahoy. You know, and, and that's awesome. That's like. Like that, that's super like incredible for branding and super incredible for gamings because game gets attention and also the brand gets attention. So, and it's not just that, oh, I saw a picture of Spider Man on my gum wrapper. Yeah, it's about value, right? I mean, I think we've we've done programs where you're getting skins or or vehicles or whatever on packages, but also like, you know, when you buy Pop Tarts, you're going to get a week's worth of Game Pass for Xbox, which means, you know, for a week you get to play over a hundred games for free, for buying a pack of Pop Tarts or or Pringles, right? Right. So. Uh, like giving that value to consumers is is really kind of what those programs are about and if you buy three or four packs of pringles we let you stack the game pass um so you know you can get up to a month of free games just by buying the products that you love and i think that's the important thing is is really for these brands to to kind of give value to the consumers which I'll, i'll bang on that a lot because there's a lot of kind of marketing where people just kind of you know these kids are marketed 10,000 times a day, right? Everything they see is a marketing message. The ones that'll break through are the ones that kind of give them value. And so they will become advocates for you and evangelists for your brand. Um, and I think that stuff is important because I think lots of brands are trying to figure out how to get into the gaming space. A lot of them get a little bit distracted by esports. Um, what, what we try and get brands to do is kind of win at retail. Um, and how, and how do we drive more sales and how do we drive that products at the same time, kind of driving consumption, um, and value for consumers. That is so cool. So how did you tell us a little bit about your history? How did you find out that this is what you wanted to do? This is your niche. This is what's going to be your golden goose. Um, it's not golden yet. We're, we're, we're working <laughs> on it. Um, I've just always kind of been in the gaming space, you know, graduating college. I worked for a company. I launched a company called GameWorks. I was the head of marketing for, um, GameWorks back when that launched in Seattle. 
um, and then went to Wizards and, and worked on, you know, Pokemon, Neopets and all the brands and partnership marketing was always important, but there wasn't anyone that could, you know, that we could hire to kind of help us with that. So we just had to do it ourselves. So, you know, we did a Neopets serial promotion with General Mills back in the early 2000s. We did Pokemon cards inside McDonald's, Happy Meals. So it's really kind of just that collaborative nature of, of programs. And then, you know, I went to EA and, and ran the Madden franchise for five years. And then kind of after that, I, I worked on the EA sports brand across all the franchises. And there really wasn't anyone that could do, you know, we just had to, our teams had to do it ourselves. Like we opened a EA sports bar at a hotel and cosmopolitan hotel in Las Vegas. So we can get controllers in people's hands. And we opened EA sports stores at airports and retails, all kind of free of charge it was all just kind of licensing kind of programs that we built out but it was really about like how do we get controllers in people's hands and and start to and start to play games um we you know we used to do the you know myself and probably three or four people would sit in the office and pick the cover of madden and we said hey how do we let consumers pick the cover of madden so we went to doritos 10 years ago i think it's 10 years ago now um and we led doritos consumers kind of pick the mat the cover of madden so it was really about kind of connecting with consumers through these huge franchises and these huge brands movie industry has always been good about kind of leveraging cpg and in those things to to build awareness so we wanted to do something similar how do we make video games feel like theatrical moments you know how do we you know 10 15 years ago we were trying to get people to line up at midnight at gamestop to to buy your copy of madden and how do we get people to call in sick the next day so it's really (laughs) kind of building off of kind of elevating the gaming space because you know 10 or 15 years ago brands didn't really want to be in gaming and people that play video games were kind of in the basement now you've got 99 percent of gen gen uh, gen z plays video games and they control kind of 40 percent of the purchasing power power retail so gaming is in the forefront now gaming is kind of the thing and so how do we authentically bring brands into the space? You see a lot of brands doing esports, which is great, and esports is really good for the industry. But but how do we make it impactful for brands? Um, and so our job is is to kind of help brands kind of build deeper relationships with consumers rather than just marketing to them. So for all those companies that lost their employees the next day after Madden came came out, so they blame you, right? Uh, we used to put out sick notes that like, like doctor's notes that you could fill out and give to your bosses. So yeah, it was always kind of like, listen, we all want to just kind of Madden comes out and you just want to play it the next day. And I guess now NBA 2k is kind of the same thing. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of fun incenting and kind of getting people excited about, uh, about gaming. And now, now it's easy to get them excited because they can download it at midnight. And, you know, I think the new season of Fortnite comes out and I think either you're on Twitch watching Ninja play or you're kind of playing yourself or you're, you know, you're kind of connecting across all those different elements. So people, whether you're playing games or you're watching people play games, it's, you know, it's, it just feels like that connective tissue, especially for, for millennials and Gen Z. Um, that's see, this is the cool thing about your strategy. It's almost, I, I see it two ways. I see one, it's like you're creating, you're giving the audience that trailer when you use the the movie perspective, you're giving the audience that trailer for that video game. You're, you're that, that flavor that they want to 
taste. You give them that little taste so they can they want some more. And that's really cool. The cool thing about your strategy is that it's in many ways, it's not just that they're just getting a taste. It also allows you to see what's working. It's almost also like a research in itself to make sure that the the campaign, the 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 uh, the, the campaign that you're uh, developing is going to be successful. So that's really like, it, it's like, I love it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. The, I mean, the, this, these guys, these kids are super smart. They get marketed to so many different ways that you, you kind of have to be authentic and you, you have to kind of take them on the journey with you. Um, how do you, you know, a marketing campaign, how do you, how do you bring all that stuff together for these kids? And so they're, they're expecting something out of it. Like, listen, their time is valuable. And if we're going to ask for them to spend time on some or get their attention on things, um, it's gotta be worth a while, right? There's with social media and everything else that's going on, you know, they're getting pulled in 700 different ways. If you really want to kind of break through and, and build that relationship for them, what, what are we going to, what are we going to give them? Or what are we going to do something that's really compelling that, that holds their attention or, or gets them excited? What was one of your most like fun campaign that you came up with? Um, that's a hard one. Uh, they're all kind of, they're all kind of your babies. You know what I mean? I think the one that kind of makes the biggest kind of connection is, is, you know, when we put Xbox and Taco Bell together, I think that's a, it's a really kind of fun program. I think Xbox does a great job of creating something kind of different and neo and unique. They make a, you know, there's a piece of last year. It was a piece of hardware. that was a, a different uh, color that you could only get at Taco Bell. And when you turned it on, it didn't make the Xbox sound. It actually makes the Taco Bell bong um, kind of really cool. And, and Taco Bell is great about like not over branding it. They just want to do something really cool and special. And so I think that is always kind of a, a big one. I think, Taco Bell does a great job of like you win one every 10 minutes, 24 hours a day. Meaning if you go in at lunch and, and you buy your $5 box and you text the code, you're, you're definitely going to lose because everybody else is doing that as well. But if you save your code and you text at 3 a.m. because we give one away every 10 minutes, you have a way better chance of winning. So finding a way to game gamify the experience for consumers. So like you go to talk about with three or four of your friends at lunchtime and okay, what time are you going to text? Okay. You do it three. I'll do it at three 30. I'll do it at three 40. Like letting those guys kind of figure out the best ways, um, to win the console, which is really kind of fun. And it's, again, it's super exclusive. You can only get it there. And so it, it adds a lot of value to the program. So I think that that's the one that kind of resonates the most with people and, um, is, is super exciting to, to partner Xbox and, and talk about together. That's so cool. Let me ask you this. So you also have a podcast, which is, is uh, Triple Clicks Video Game Marketing Podcast. And it's really, really cool because you have a lot of uh, great guests on there. And, what happens when you're on that podcast? I mean, like I listen to a couple of them and it's just a learning experience because these guys are so like intelligent at what they do. And when I hear you talking to them, it's like I need to take notes. I need to buy another <laughs> notepad. I need to figure something out because this is going to change my company or something, uh, you know. Yeah. What I are some of the, the great like conversations that you had on there? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we try and – 
I think it all came out of the nature of like, Hey, I'm sitting with kind of friends and figuring out what's the next program that we're doing or what are these kind of marketing programs that we're doing. And I always felt like there's a lot of value in the conversations that we had with people. And so how do we, you know, kind of Gary Vaynerchuk wise, how do we share that kind of stuff with, with people? So we did the podcast. I, I think we're 24, or 25 episodes deep. I'm actually recording a new one tonight um, with a guy named Albert Pinello who worked at Microsoft for 20 years and was the, you know, one of the guys behind the creation of all the Xboxes. So we're gonna have oh. a fun conversation about like the development, how, how these Xboxes are developed and how that stuff comes to life. So I'm excited about that conversation. I think some of the past ones, we, we talked to everybody from Jeff Keighley, who is kind of the Ryan Seacrest of the video game industry, who owns the video game awards and kind of runs E3. Um, so getting his kind of insight on, on the industry, uh, DJ Ski, who owns Dash Radio and was like the first um, to find Justin Bieber and Lady Gaga. And he was the one behind the Kendrick Lamar's mixtape. And like he's a super hardcore gamer and his perspective on how he built his business and, and how gaming connects to that. We talked to like Aaron Greenberg, who's the head of games marketing Xbox. I think we talked to Dungeons and Dragons, who's a client of mine. Talked to Joe Manganello who is kind of a celebrity slash the biggest D and D fan in the world and, and how uh, a TV and movie star um, who is the captain of the football team, who is the jock in the Spider-Man movie is actually the biggest D and D player in the world and how like communities are kind of overlapping and connecting. So we have a bunch of fun conversations and just kind of some of it, um, some of it really kind of ties into the gaming world and, and some of it is, is peripheral peripherally around the gaming world. Um, but again, just kind of, fun conversations um that hopefully somebody takes something away from so i appreciate your your thought on that yes i'm running out of paper now so (laughs) (laughs) but it's great i love it you know this is one of the reasons why i started this podcast is is because um i wanted to learn more about what people are, are doing what people uh, what clients need, uh, what's working out there. And, and, uh, and it's just been great, um, hearing from, uh, people like you, um, the, the ideas that you guys come up to how your brain works and the, the stuff that you guys develop is just, it's inspiring. It's, it's, it's so inspiring. And, and the cool thing is that, um, the gaming world is so huge and today it reaches such different age levels that it has never done that before. And it's because yeah. gaming has turned into not 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 just something you press buttons with, but you literally do have to think, create, strategize, read and all kinds of things that you do uh, that you use, let's say math, that that you use uh language you have to know a lot of these things within games and that this is why I, I love the industry because it's something that used to be looked down on but i love how today it actually has made such a turn because it's not just for entertainment but it becomes this educational piece and kids learn a lot from it and what I say, the only thing that is missing in school, and a lot of people are not going to like this, but is um, the application. I think application is something that's more needed in school because you can learn how to do problems all day long, but if you're not applying, it's it just goes to the back of your brain. And yeah. when kids play some of these games, they're using that. They're using what they learned in school, and they're they're applying those mathematics. They're applying those techniques. They're applying strategy. They're applying physics, and it's so awesome. And 
to hear that you're doing these things, it's just it's just something that I love because the gaming industry I've been involved with for a lot of years. I've done a lot of work with a lot of uh, some uh, Y two uh, Y2K um, and a lot of different uh, different companies, sure. and I love them. And I, go ahead. No, I was going to say I, I agree. I think you know the the gaming. It's just a generational thing, really, yeah. right? Like I I'm old, so like I had an Atari. Right. My parents didn't play video games, but I do. And now I have nine year old kids. And so, you know, no one asks if if we play video games, they they ask what we play. Right. People. It's just a it's just a generational thing. Like my grandparents probably didn't want a TV in the house. Right. But my parents did. My great my great grandparents didn't think they needed a phone in the house. Right. But my grandparents wanted one. So it's just kind of the technology kind of turns into a generational thing. And I've got nine year old twin boys who are literally in the other room playing Fortnite right now, playing duos. And I think they just got to win with 24 kills. Like they're super good and super focused and they're actually streaming on mixer as we speak. So like, it's just a different kind of experience in gaming. Like I didn't have the opportunity to stream my game and play with other people in houses uh, when they're nine. Right. Right. So I think, you know, the technology is kind of expanded. I think the parents have kind of grown up on gaming. So it's just becomes kind of a main thing. And I do agree with the schooling. I think my, you know, if you think about what my kids are going to do in 30 years, like everything's going to be touchscreen and everything's going to be slide. So I think kind of, you know, using the connectivity through gaming to understand how to kind of manipulate user experiences or kind of go through menus. I mean, my kids have no idea. If I told my kids to go turn on NBC, they would look at me, they would stare at me and be like, what? And I, and if I said, Hey, what's Preston plays latest video on YouTube, they'd pull it right up or they'd take my phone away and kind of start co-streaming right on my phone and share something with a friend. So it's just like kind of the idea of technology and, and how far advanced kids are when they can get their hands on touch screens or, and those kind of things is just going to play into the value for them in the next 20 years, because we're all going to see that grow. So I think, you know, like everything in life, you don't want to eat only broccoli and you don't want to eat only pizza, but you have to have a mixed blend. And I think video games should definitely be a kind of a blend of kind of the, the hand-eye twitch coordination and the user experience and, and those kind of things. And, and I think it's a, it's a good addition to everything else that you're, you're studying or doing in schools as well. Exactly. I think it's exactly what you said. It's, it's a balance of, of life is a balance. Everything is a balance. So let me ask you this because you're a gamer like me. Um, what would you say, is the biggest change in gaming that you say, why in the world didn't I have that when I was young? Um, I think uh, it's weird. I think the coolest thing right now, and it's hard to say I didn't have it as a kid, but like just the idea of like on the new Xbox, I can buy Halo and I'm going to be able to play it on any device, right? Whether it's on your Xbox, whether it's on your iPad, whether it's on your phone, whether it's, you know, across your devices, it's an older Xbox or a newer Xbox, just the idea of kind of ownership of games and how that can kind of translate um, from platform to platform, I think is amazing. Like I have a, you know, obviously I work in the industry, so I have too many Xboxes, but like when I pause a game at the office and then I go home and pick up a controller, it's saved in the cloud and it's automatically connected and everything's just kind of intuitive like music, right? You buy a song on iTunes and it kind of, it it's available wherever kind of you're connecting musically. Um, and you're seeing that now in gaming, you know, with, with what Xbox is doing with smart delivery. Like if you buy, you know, if you buy cyberpunk for the Xbox one X, 
and then the Series X launches two weeks later, it's going to come with you, and, and it's going to you're going to have access to it. So I think that's kind of what I'm loving in the industry is kind of that ownership and the kind of the traveling of the games. I mean, obviously the fidelity and the experiences and the storytelling and all those things that make games as as compelling as they are. But what I'm really loving is being able to pick up and play wherever and, and whenever I think is, is really kind of important. And I think games as a service where, you know, I think you look at like a call of duty. I think the last numbers I saw, I think there's been people have played about 25 billion hours of call of duty life to date. And I think if you kind of do any math on 25 billion hours, that's the equivalent of like 2.8 million years, which is, uh, you know, I'm not an expert, but that's longer than the human existence. Yeah, like have played Call of Duty. So like that connectivity and that ability to kind of play the games that you love for as long as you want. And now you're able to take that with you, you know, on mobile or on platforms, I think is really cool. So I think that's what gets me excited about the space right now. I love it. I love where everything is going. I love hearing I get to go to uh, CES every year and some of the gaming events. And to see the technology where it's going, especially with VR, and to listen like they're developing this type of um, sensory light where you can actually get a feeling from it. It's so super cool. And this is where things are going. It's, it's so immersive. It's so – like the thing that really I wish I had when I was younger in gaming – was the storylines that because I come from a film industry, I, I worked with networks and everything. I, I wish that I had the storylines that I see today in gamings back in the day. And yeah. I, I also wish I had the save thing because back in Mario, you had to make it to the end of the game or else you're done. So, yeah, so the saves have always been a challenge. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like what Last of Us does, and 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 you know some of those kind of story-driven games are are really really kind of cool. And I think you know that's more of the movie industry. The really smart people, like the director of of Skull Island, is is a huge you know he's a huge video game player. He wants to tell stories in gaming. Um, it's, it's always been kind of interesting to see kind of where, where the great creative minds are, you know, all the best athletes used to play baseball and now kind of moving to soccer and football, um, and, and basketball. And, and so now do we start to see the best storytellers kind of moving from, from films to, to video games? Like, I'd love to see, like, listen, I'm, I'm the world's biggest Christopher Nolan fan, but how great would it be to be able to play in a world, um, that Christopher Nolan built for, for games. Wow. Right. So it's, you know. Who are, who is that next generation of storyteller who's going to choose gaming o- over film and kind of tell their stories there? So um, the space is really set up great for the future, and I think that lean forward experience is always going to be special. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see what the next decade brings. Let me ask you this because uh, you said y- you're getting to your golden egg uh, with triple clicks. What will be a dream project of yours? Um, I don't. Just more. Um, I think, we, I mean, I think helping brands kind of authentically get into the space is really kind of get, what gets us fired up. And we're, we're working with companies who are like, you know, they're saying, we have a gaming strategy now. And I'm like, cool, what's your gaming strategy? And they're like, Twitch. And I'm like, okay, Twitch isn't a gaming strategy. <laughs> That's like saying like <laughs> I'm launching a new restaurant and my marketing strategy is ESPN. Like that's not a marketing strategy. Like those are great platforms to kind of tell your, your story or share your message, but it's, it's really fun to sit down with brands and 
help them really kind of build out what the strategy is and, and how are you really connecting with these consumers and are we just marketing to them or are we or are we building a relationship with them and, and how do we do that? And then, and then we can use Twitch and, and, and those platforms to kind of tell our story, but like, really, what are we trying to do and how do we dig into it with consumers? So I have a lot of fun sitting with brands and, and kind of helping them kind of get to that space. And then the same in the luxury space, like we're, we're meeting with some kind of cool luxury brands um, to, you know, they're starting to understand that, you know, Gen Z is going to be the future of, of all purchases and they love video games. So how are we bringing kind of those brands into the gaming space in unique ways? Um, so I think those are the things that kind of get us excited about is, is just kind of having those conversations with brands and, and helping kind of, instead of just throwing kind of money into the dark, how do we kind of build a strategy and have a kind of a more cohesive message that, you know, consumers really resonate with. I mean, like one of our promises to brands is you don't show up on Reddit. Right. Oh, wow. How do you do things the right way so kids don't have to kind of blow you up on, on kind of that stuff? So I think helping these these guys come in the right way because the space is so important to me. I want to make sure that brands are showing up the right way. That's the awesome thing about you, man, is that you love what you do. You, you're passionate about the creativity part of it. it doesn't matter what client it is. It's the creativity part and just making it happen. That's that's why I admire talking to you today, man, because that's, that's the thing. You have to have that passion level to make sure that things are at a level of success that they can't be if you don't have the passion. And it's so cool talking to you about what you're doing and about the uh, plans that you have ahead. Here's my difficult question for you, and you might not want to admit this to people. Has there ever been a time where you looked at your kid and you said, how are you smarter than me right now? Um, they're hot. Uh, no, yeah, not yet. They're nine. So I'm sure they're on their way, but I do know that they're better at Fortnite than I am now. Um, which feels weird. Cause like a year and a half ago, I felt like they were just trying to shoot clouds cause they're always staring straight up. Um, and so to, <laughs> to see from them, not understanding how to, to use cameras on controllers, uh, to now like my kids will smoke me on Fortnite, and I'm, I'm actually really good on Fortnite, but my kids are just like, they're amazing. And just, the Twitch skills are cr- incredible. And then the eyesight, like my kids see people 300 meters away that I, I never saw. Um, so yeah, that's, it's both as a parent, it's uh, frustrating at first and then really fun. Um, and so I just got to get over the frustrating part and just stay on the, f- <laughs> stay on the fun part. <laughs> and if people want to find out more about triple clicks, where can they go? Uh, t- triple clicks uh, on Instagram and, and Twitter is just at triple clicks, T R I P L E C L I X. Um, and then you had mentioned like that old, a dinosaur of a website if people want to go to website it's just a uh, tripleclicks.com man and also listen to your podcast because it's it's just illuminating it really is i mean i love it it's literally you're you're getting a different perspective of gaming uh and you're understanding the world of gaming how how much work it goes into it and what people actually do uh to get those games behind behind Uh, you on your tv it's just really really informative and i I think people you know even parents i really promote parents to go listen to the podcast because i think it's just it's intuitive it's it gives you a different perspective and understanding uh what the product what gaming really is so 
Yeah, I appreciate that. We're uh, Triple Clicks Video Game Marketing Podcast. I think if you just search Triple Clicks, I think we're on all platforms, Spotify and and Apple and, and everywhere. And uh, I got to have you on so we can chop up just kind of industry work so we can trade some more stories. It would be fun. That would be awesome. Chris, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. I hope you don't get whooped up too much by your uh, by your kids on <laughs> Fortnite. As, as long as we get, as long as I can get on some uh, some sponsors, I think we'll, I, I don't mind losing. So just gotta you know, there's gotta be some value for them. So <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Awesome, man. You have a great one. You I want to thank Diego D'Souza and everyone at TD Image for having me. For more information on TD Image and access to their archive of previous podcasts, go to bapodcast.com or search Business Access everywhere you listen to podcasts.